You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, we are here. Minor Talk is live, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Along with Sal Montes and Ronnie, we are going to be breaking down the entire game tonight and another UTEP loss. They've now lost four in a row uh, as it stands, five of their last six. This UTEP team is reeling and just not playing good basketball. This was their largest loss uh, at home since their 12-point loss to Seattle in non-conference play. Uh, This also means that that was their largest home deficit in Conference USA. And it came to a team that, sure, is tied for first place in the league right now. Uh, but the Miners, as we've talked about in these other games that they've been losing, they had multiple opportunities to close this one out. And at the under-seven-minute timeout, that's when things started to unravel for UTEP, like they did at uh, you know when UTEP played La Tech recently, like they did at Western Kentucky, like they did at Middle Tennessee, see in double overtime in that loss. Uh, But Sal, this is just yet another example of UTEP falling in the game. And I hate to say that we called it, but we did. I mean, we just weren't uh, high on this team going into this matchup. And um, now we're starting to look at what's the next win? Is it Florida International last game of the year? Uh, That might be the only win that we talk about for this UTEP basketball team. And that is a five win conference team right there. Five and 11 would be their finish if that ends up being the case in CUSA play, uh, that's not acceptable to a lot of UTEP fans, Sal. And I think fans have had it tonight. They were really disappointed. And this was all on the evening when they unveiled the Don Haskins statue and they had so much excitement around the 1983-84 team, uh, yet the Miners fall flat on their face and lose in this game. I I think this is more than just a loss to uh, Sam Houston, who, as we mentioned, is a top conference USA. Them and La Tech kind of neck and neck, uh, pretty much all uh, all conference late, but it was more than just the loss to Sam Houston. It was it was an opportunity to win. I don't want to say all, but win some of the fans back, win a good amount of them at least, and just not able to do it. They they bought themselves time, and it feels like each game that passes, they're they're trying to buy more time to keep people you know invested. Uh, no no pun intended, but invested with this miners team and just a failed opportunity here. Yeah, I hear you completely on that, Sal. And for this team right now, uh, they're two games under 500. And Ronnie, this was disappointing for a lot of way, uh, reasons. Uh, tonight, you got to experience the full, um, I guess, UTEP experience, right? You were out at the district with us pregame. You got a chance to be out there at the game itself and you watched the Miners in this matchup. You called it. You thought the Miners would win in this game, yet the Miners fall in a fashion that you know, it probably could have been a 13 um, maybe a 14 point loss for the Miners, but yeah, it ends up being 11 points uh, for this team and yeah, they just fall in this game yet again. Yeah, um, boy, I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, but after watching the Miners this season uh, up close and personal, like there are some glaring uh, holes, you know, from the staff, from the players, and and on down, um, you know, and it's unfortunate. But I think the Miners at the uh, under twelve timeout, they had forty two points. They didn't score again until the under. Uh, I want to say like the five minute mark, uh, maybe a foul or something like that, you know. Um, just uh just just a really poor 
uh, effort, and I think uh, even Goldney would tell you that because he didn't mention how hard they played in their effort. He didn't commend it tonight. Yeah, you know, tonight for the Miners, I, I just think that this team um, is maybe looking for the finish line, and you hate to say that. I mean, late February, this is when you want to be playing your best basketball, not losing four in a row like they are right now, especially on such a historic night, right? I mean, they put together the Don Haskins statue unveiling. They have all these celebrities and former players. Let's just call them what they are. They're celebrities. Tim Hardaway Jr. just got inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame recently, and they had all these people out there tonight at the Haskins Center celebrating the Bear and the Don Haskins statue unveiling, yet the Miners basketball team on the court, they they fall flat on their face. They couldn't win in this matchup, and Ronnie, they had multiple chances to win in this game. Yeah, they, uh, you know, it's interesting. I was looking at the stats. They were 6 of 22 from 3. Today when we played ball, me, you, and Ivan hit more threes than that, <laughs> you know, and that's that's just the hard-cold facts of it. Um, I, I'll, I'll say it again. This minor team lacks talent, and Golding has to look in the mirror, right, at himself, look at his staff, look at the players, and he has to have an honest evaluation of everybody and figure out, do I need to portal out players? Do I need to portal out coaches? But he has to go back to the drawing board um, because um, – now we're at, I believe, seven of their 15 losses or under 60 points. Like, this is mid-major basketball, man, in 2024. Who in the world are you going to beat if you can't score 60? I don't care how good your defense is. If you can't score 60 in mid-major NCAA basketball in 2024, who are you going to beat? Very true, especially on your own home court. I mean, especially against the team who's atop the conference. Hey, our telephone number to get things started here on the show, 915-505-6009. A lot of posts coming in. Sal, let's start reacting to some of these that have come in here on the show. This is from Poncho. High school games broke out the Haskins Center. Embarrassing game by UTEP basketball. Poncho also follows it up by another embarrassing game by UTEP basketball. Even Tim Hardaway left early the 1984 team would sweep the floor with the 2024 team. This is coming from Pinky. Another disappointing night of Miners basketball at the dawn. Hashtag Miner Talk. Uh, this is coming from VIP at Lounge EP. It's time to turn the page. Hashtag Fire Golding. This is from Atha99. Was watching the game on ESPN Plus and it looked like Joe Golding got into it with a fan. Not a good look. Sal, I'll tell you this. In the handshake line after he shook hands with the uh, Sam Houston State uh, coaching staff and players, it appeared that Joe Golding was having an exchange with the fan uh, who was sitting right behind the visitor's bench. It appeared that the fan was shouting something at Joe Golding, and Golding shouted something back at him. Uh, and Joe Golding looked fiery after the game, you know, and he doesn't want to lose these types of games right here. But, Sal, does that remind you a little bit of uh, with Rodney Terry, you know, in some of the frustrating uh, moments, he actually was heard yelling back at fans at some times. And uh, for Joe Golding, you know, you uh, you can call it a competitive fire. Uh, for jo- uh, Rodney Terry, whether it was, you know, calling out fans or calling out coaches like Scott Perra, uh, that was fiery on his side as well and a competitive fiery edge to him. Uh, but how do you take this right here? I had to watch it because yeah. it was sent to me by two different people. You hear Atha99, who also sent it to me uh, or sent 
sent it to us on social media and Twitter and X, it's because everybody saw it. ESPN Plus had it, and it looked like a fiery exchange between Joe Golding and a fan. So what does this remind you of? It, it reminds me of uh, of some previous tenures of coaches who have been upset after losses that people went out to see the team win. The, I, I think more in that too he's he's extremely pissed off he wants to win these games it's not a cop-out it's not an excuse he's got to let it out somehow he just let it out in front of somebody that uh he probably shouldn't have because now it's it's viral but um people hand handle things a certain way i think he slipped up and kind of did it out but i make nothing more of it than that yeah i hear that uh ronnie what did you think you saw the video uh we were seeing uh golden self-destruct i don't know we're, we're, we're seeing the self-destruction happen, right? When we saw this with RT that last year, guess what? In the summertime, he bolts and goes to Texas, you know? And this is what you're seeing. Like, even though he's frustrated, like Sal saying, in East event, there are just things that you have that are coaches' etiquettes that you've been doing for years, right? This isn't his, this isn't his first disappointing loss in his career. This isn't the first fan that's probably yelled at him somewhere. You, you know what I mean? It's like he, he, he obviously knows better. He's being paid really well to represent the university at the highest level, regardless of the adversity or the criticism that's coming. Um, you're, you're seeing a, you're seeing self destruction. Nothing good happens when head coaches act like this. Sal, I think uh, that's a good point, especially when he's been doing this a while. It's not his first stop, even at a, at D one, right? But um, at the same time, too, how much pressure was on him at Abilene Christian? This is it's like a it's like a wake up call. You know, it's a snap to reality. Hey, this is the situation that you're in. What got you here? is not necessarily what's going to keep you here. you got to be able to uh, to continue to produce, and there hasn't been a lot of production. Your response, Ronnie? Um, y- you know, <laughs> um, I- I'm obviously still pulling for Golden. Uh, I was really excited with the hire. Um, but like I said, this is gut check time. You need to go to the drawing board. This is, this is gut check time. You know, the speaking of the drawing board, I think the thing that uh, was questionable to a lot of fans late in the game was just who they had on the court. And that tells you more of what they weren't getting from some guys than what they had on the floor. It was Zid Powell, Tate Hardy, Corey Camper Jr., Otis Frazier third, and then closing it out for this team was Garrett Levesque. So they closed it out with that lineup right there because they didn't feel like they were getting much from Jonathan Dosanjo's defense. Defensively, He had three fouls late that really hurt the Miners, although he did have a three-pointer that helped the Miners and propelled them forward. Uh, they took out Derek Hamilton, although I thought he had another good performance tonight for the Miners. Six points. He had also two rebounds in this matchup. And for uh, you know somebody like Derek Hamilton, he's starting to see the court a little bit more, and I like that for him. Excuse me, he had four points in ten minutes and two rebounds. So I would like to see him get some more minutes than that. Um, the the other one that I'm I'm, ta- I'm looking at right now, Calvin Solomon, only seven minutes tonight, Sal. Two points tonight for Calvin Solomon. Kevin Kalu, two points in 12 minutes. It looks like between those guys, just uh, under 20 minutes. And those are supposed to be your rotational bigs, the guys that you could count on down low. I'm talking about Kevin Kalu and Calvin Solomon. Yet they've really turned away from those two guys at the center position or the forward position. It's They're not going to those guys anymore. And they have time under Golding as well, and I think that's why it's it's kind of uh, raising the eyebrows a bit. Kalu's been here um, pretty much all of Golding's tenure, and with uh, with Solomon, I guess a year and a half, technically two years, but it's not their first go-round either. You expect more out of them. Now, 
for the minutes. You're starting to see them diminish as a, as the season goes on. Who knows what's going on? Let me answer these lines real quick. We're yeah, blowing I got up, you man. guys. Nine one That's our telephone number. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter next at six hundred ESPN El Paso. A couple other posts coming in. Shy Town Miner. This is coming from him. Unacceptable season, to be honest. I'm usually I'm usually a positive fan, but this is bad with such turnover in Conference USA. It's crazy. This is from Leo underscore Miners fan. I feel like someone has made this point in the past, either this year or years past. I look at a three-point shot like a turnover. They don't make them consistent enough to be an asset. Coach Joe Golding should have played Hamilton down the stretch and taken his chances with him. How do you see the bigs right now, Ronnie? Where do they need to improve, or what do you see from them and what they're not getting? I'm going to be brutally honest. The bigs are awful at Utah. Like, they're not helping themselves. Kalu hasn't developed any skill. He's just a hack. Even though I like Derek Hamilton, he's got to get in way better shape, dude. He is not in Division One basketball shape. Like, like teams who see him are just going to run him out the gym. Um, and you know, I know we want more out of him because he has the most skill, but the bigs are awful, man, and they're not helping themselves. Like, this mm. is still a two-way street. Just because I give you a scholarship doesn't mean I have to play you 25, 30 minutes, right? Like, you got to show me every single week, every single training session, every practice why you deserve one minute. And, and the bigs just don't do that. And, and really? You, they just don't do that, man. You're not you're not a fan of it. I, I'm, I'm telling you, like— I looked at that team tonight, and I know people are going to say you're crazy, Ronnie. I don't know if there's anybody I would bring back if I'm Golding. I might do the whole reset thing like Deion Sanders. I really might and go get some some big dogs. Well, I'm a big fan of David Trill Jr. I'm still not out on him, and he deserved a game where you know there's just it, shots are just not falling for him. And as far as their seniors go, they're going to lose Tay Hardy, they're going to lose Zid Powell, they're going to lose uh, Jonathan Dosanjos and Calvin Solomon all to graduation. Everybody else, your your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I don't know who's going to come back. We usually make predictions at the end of the season, and we can still do that. Uh, but Sal, I'm curious to see uh, what the philosophy is as far as bringing people back. We know the two guys are signed. K.J. Thomas, who could be making a run in the state Texas uh, 4A championships for the playoffs uh, with Canyon Randall, and he's a, a baller, absolute baller right now. But he'll only be a freshman next year, a true freshman. So that's one thing. They're going to bring Jorge Moreno in the mix, too. He's a 6'10 center. That's another thing. So they've got these two guys signed. Maybe they've got three to four scholarships, uh, at least at face value. And then you have to develop or at least build out that roster around that. So I wonder where they start. Do they go younger and continue with uh, these high school guys? Or do they feel the pressure and feel like the need to get a true guy? You know, a true late shot clock scorer who's going to help them out in late game situations situations and crunch time moments i think the the plan that they're going to go after is probably going to alter and the reason why is october is a very long way from now who's to say that some of the guys that are uh, rumored to be headed to utep or supposed to be heading to utep even land in el paso on campus that there's a lot of time that goes from here up until the month of october so if they if they try to go young are they going to be trying to pick up the scraps and, and get whatever's left? Kind of like we've seen in some of the previous recruiting classes. Yeah, that's so true. It's a really good point. Hey, let's go back to the phones right now. 915-505-6009. We'll get more thoughts from Sal, more thoughts from Ronnie, more thoughts from you at 915-505-6009. Leon's been leading us off recently. Leon, good evening, man. What's going on? 
Hey, good evening, guys. You do a wonderful job. Hey, I just want to say uh, good evening to the number one caller and the best um, evaluator of UTEP basketball lately, Ronnie. Ronnie, hey, I want to know how many points you scored today, man. I'm not sure, man. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. More, We had more than 54, I can tell you that. Um, but I'm not sure, though. Like I said, I, I enjoy playing with Adrian and Ivan. They're good guys. They pass the ball. And we just was out there having fun with some old guys. Um, I'm not sure how many I had, though. But I appreciate your kind words, my friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he dropped like 21 because that's a 21 speech right there. <laughs> I like I'll it. I like it. it. Okay, no. good stuff. Yeah. Hey, hey, how beautiful is that statue, guys? Outside. Yeah, so, thank you, listen, thank you, I, Leon. I, I, Thanks for highlighting that. Let me just go on a quick uh, a, l- a little quick tangent because I went out there um, right up before the actual game and I was a little late to sitting in my seat, but I wanted to go the long route to go wa- uh, check out the statue. And by the way, I think the lighting is perfect. So if you're going late night or if you're going evening, I should say at the Haskins Center, it is lit up and you can get a perfect picture of the statue of the bear. So it looks fantastic, Leon. They did such a wonderful job. I'm so happy you mentioned that here in the in the span of all the negativity by us. I, I took a beautiful picture of my dad tonight by, by that by that statue and I think it's gonna live for a long time. And what about the uniforms on the cheerleaders? Oh wait, wait, guys, I would talk about the game, but Jesus, if, if coach is fighting with fans, I think we gotta talk about other things. Um, you know, I I just don't know what to say about tonight. I'm excited Ronnie's in the studio. I'm excited to um, hear that maybe we need to turn everybody over. Guys, I'm out, man. I don't know what to say about tonight. Um, I'm disappointed. And if we got a coach fighting with fans, hey, Golding, go back to Abilene Christian. You guys have a good night. All right, Leon. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. 915-505-6009. Next up is George here on the phone lines. Let's get a couple of posts that are coming in from Twitter or X. Uh, Tristan Pence is going to start up first. Not much to say about the game. One team had something to play for, and the other team did not. One team has a good coaching staff. The other team does not. UTEP had one of the highest paid coaches in Conference USA in his third season, yet the Miners are in last place. Tristan Pence keeps a going with two road games facing the Miners. It's likely that the last home game is in two weeks will be a pillow fight to see who will be in last place in Conference USA. UTEP fans deserve better. On the bright side, the Conference USA tournament will be wide open and anything could happen. That's so true, Tristan. Good stuff and it was great seeing you today. Uh, Manny David, well, so much for my wishful thinking. Brick, brick, brick. I'm still here supporting this team regardless who the coach is, as I've always done. Golding will be back next year, but after that, who knows? Definitely need shooters next year. Hashtag Miner Talk. Hashtag Go Miners. I'll tell you this. I think this coaching staff has a high emphasis in getting a true guy in the offseason. Now, how they're going to do that, that's another question. So uh, They've had opportunities over the offseason to go after some guys to get into some big-name recruiting battles, but they've got to win and get some of these guys onto campus so we'll see the feasibility of that here moving forward and what the likelihood of that happening is moving forward as well. Hey our telephone number as we continue now in 5505 George is up next on the phone lines. George good evening man what's going on? Hey what's, what's up Adrian? Hey uh, just a quick shout out to, to Ronnie a great evaluator you did you, you hit it spot on bro I mean the talent level on this team is very dismal 
let's say the least. Uh, there's no true the guy that can go out there and drop, you know, 20, 30 points at, at any given time. I mean, they're just, they just don't connect. And, you know, I was out there at the, at the dawn, uh, watching the unveiling. I saw you across the, across the way, Adrian. I said, what's up to, to Steve? Cause he was right behind me. But, uh, nice. seeing all these minor greats, like, like, uh, like Fred Reynolds and, and Cunningham and Gary Wilson and some of the 66 players and, and talking about inspiring basketball, the way the bear affected them and, and their play and, and they're just the high level, of intensity that he had, you know, and it, and it showed on the on the court with these players. Tim Hardaway, another one. Uh, it just it was just embarrassing to see this team go down the way they did. I mean, you have these minor greats watching you. Shouldn't that inspire you to play at a higher level? I mean, sure. There's only so much the coach can do. You as a player have to have some kind of pride, some kind of uh, connection to the to the school like these players did. They, they're talking about how they loved this university, how they loved El Paso and the people, you know. And and I don't see that connection. I don't see these players uh, having a connection to 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 the school or or just they're just out there, you know, sometimes it seems they're they're just out there and, and going through the motion. Because in the first half they were they looked actually pretty decent. Second half, getting towards the, the five-minute mark, going on that drought the way they, they always do, uh, it doesn't help them. It just doesn't. And there's no one true talent. Yeah, I mean, you can go up and down the lineup, and there's really no one out there that, that you can honestly say, this is a guy that, that we need to key up on. Because they really don't. Because they know that the minors don't have that that caliber of a of a player that can do that to them. Yeah, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, George. And I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. I'm glad you enjoyed the statue unveiling. And I, I hear what you're saying on this team. Ronnie, I think for this uh, fan base right now, they're just real disappointed that the talent hadn't panned out. But if you listen to the calls after the first five victories, after the Miners were off to a great start to the season, and you listen to the calls now, it's two opposite fan bases. Fan, at one point, fans were very optimistic about what this team could be and now fans are completely out on this team right now yeah i mean what what a tell of two seasons right you know think about this man three years ago golden's beaten texas hottest mid-major coach in the country to here we are on this show right people are calling for his head at utep you, you know what i mean it's like that momentum just did not carry over um something else i want to tell the fans and everybody um th- the Miners don't have an offense. They literally have four guys standing on the perimeter, one guy in the post. That's a stagnant offense. The ball doesn't move. The bodies don't move. If you're going to play that way, then you've got to have a guy that's one-on-one good. And when I say one-on-one good, I'm talking Kyrie Allen Iverson type level because there's no gaps, right? Like you have to create everything. And, and, and what the system is putting those players in, it's, it's a two-way streak. Yes, the talent is not there from the players, but the system itself, is, it's absolutely garbage, Adrian. 
Yeah, Saints. you know, the, the half-court sets were real disappointing today. It felt like in late shot clock situations when they needed it, they really never got anything that they actually needed. So, Sal, I think that's the problem with this team, is when you're talking about a late shot clock situation, yeah. when you're talking about this team going in crucial crunch time moments, this team uh, does not have a guy that they can turn to. At points this season, it has been Hardy. At points this season, it's even been Powell, who's uh, been good for them to get to the free throw line, at least. But other than that, they haven't really gotten that guy who's going to stand out for them and be a difference maker. No, they, they definitely have. And, and it's it's posed a lot of problems because half-court offense is not there. And what that does is they're having to rely solely on that because they're doing well in other areas. They're forcing more turnovers than their opponent. You know what I mean? They're able to force their opponent in a lot of shot clock violation situations themselves or just press really hard and the opponent is just turning it over or not able to develop a rhythm. They're doing all that and those things are going to help you out. But when they get the ball and they're in transition, looking at it tonight, only eight fast break points. But we're looking at here three turnovers less than uh, Sam Houston State did the Miners have. And they have eight steals, but only eight fast break points. When mm. you don't have a half court offense and what's supposed to help you get in a rhythm is not flowing Where's that offense going to come from? And you're not respectable from the free throw line either. Each yeah. possession, it feels like the weight just adds on as each second goes by. Yeah, if I was scouting UTEP, here's what I would do. I would dare them to shoot. I just wouldn't foul them whatsoever. And I think that's what La Tech and Sam Houston State did nicely this week. You could argue, well, UTEP's not attacking enough, which is a good val- you know, valid point. UTEP wasn't attacking enough at times and settling for uh, interesting shots, either from beyond the arc or long two-point shots that just didn't go in tonight. But they shoot six fewer free throws tonight than their opponent. Uh, off 12 turnovers that they forced. They only scored five points. And by the way, 12 turnovers forced, it's not necessarily a good night for this UTEP defense, uh, which also allowed Sam Houston to score or shoot 48% from the field, Ronnie. So this team right now has a lot of of holes in their games, a lot of flaws in their game right now. And even though Sam Houston went smaller in stretches, the Miners just couldn't match them in different lineups or rotations. Did you like the rotations tonight? No, I didn't like any of the rotations. Like I said, it just seemed like all night the miners were searching for an answer. Uh, all night, you know, like they're searching for an answer. And the problem with that is it's February 24th, man. You're supposed to have these answers, you know, given to yourself, to your opponents, to us. Sure. December 24th, not February 24th. We're still basically trying to figure out who wants it, who wants to play for the name on the front of the jersey. You know what I mean? Who Like, it's too late for that. It's just right. too late. Like you said, we're looking at the walking dead. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, let's keep it going. Diego Mendoza, our pal, on Twitter next. Most embarrassing loss of the season other than maybe the Texas A&M Corpus Christi game. And the worst part is that it felt like the team checked out for the first time this year. I've been at every game, but what a disappointing turn this season has taken. Golding has to change something. Uh, this is coming from KC at gut5130. When do we come for Jim Center's head? Oof, man. Uh, this is also uh, ch- coming in on Twitter right now. KC, center 0 for 2. When is he getting canned? Uh, this is coming in right now from Jeffrey Bernstein. I always think of of him whenever anyone mentions the w- movie Wayne's World or the SNL skit, since that's the name of the character, talking about Wayne Soup Campbell. Uh, the, this is coming from Trey Chauvin. 
ticket office needs to lower, lower prices if this is the product that Joe Golding, uh, he said Joe Goldfish, is going to put out on the floor. Adrian at Enemy Win 3, I called it on day one that Joe Golding would be another Tim Floyd. He called Steve out in their very first interview for wanting Jerome Tang. I knew right then he was just like Coach Tim Floyd. Adrian, I don't know what you're saying there. That's pretty funny. Um VIP at VIP Lounge. Why not put blame where it belongs? Jim Center hired Joe Golding. He needs to fire him. Uh, text Truth. Wow, that's amazing what Soup said about uh, the players coming back for the current players. That uh, Those are the players who play for UTEP. That's an awesome thing. Uh, this is coming from Jimbo. Buyer's remorse. It's not Golding's fault. It's UTEP's fault for hiring him. But it's not... It's not that Golding's a bad coach, just not a good coach. That's coming from Jimbo. Man, just uh, taking a lot of heat right now, Joe Golding is. Hey, our telephone number, by the way, 915-505-6009. If you've been trying to weigh in on the phone lines and you've been trying to get on the show, now is definitely the time to do it. Our very own Alberto Retta's in the house right now, fresh off the ESPN Plus broadcast. Alberto, welcome aboard into the show. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk today. Some people wanted to talk necess- uh, you know, about how how disappointed they are. Some people wanted to talk about the Don Haskins statue unveiling. Some people wanted to talk about the bigger picture of this season and how they feel like it's a disappointment. I'll let you decide where you want to go with this one because UTEP falls in this one, Sam Houston State. Uh, this is their largest deficit in any home game that they've faced in conference play and largest home deficit since their loss at home against Seattle. Yeah, it was a really rough thing to watch here for the Miners, despite it being a, a really historic night. And you know what? All I really take away from this and, and hearing from or just hearing the calls is, is um, I don't know. I'd like to remind fans they're not entitled to, to anything in life. We're not entitled to anything. Right. And uh, on top of that, though, is a reminder to minor fans what it means to ask for the coach to be fired and what that does yeah. and how that sets you <laughs> back and your program back. You know, any recruiting I that mean, you've done or anything. So that's a really good point in itself. And that, that's uh, definitely a reminder for all minor fans, right? Because when Rodney Terry left this program to become the assistant coach at Texas, he left this program in a pretty good place. Let's be honest. I mean, it wasn't like it was in shambles or what anything like that. It wasn't like they were coming off a losing season. They were coming off a 500 season, albeit it wasn't fantastic by any means. But still, Rodney Terry uh, did not necessarily leave a losing program. And this job had some great candidates. Jerome Tang, Chris Jans, Joe Golding. They were all the finalists for this job. And Golding beat them all out. And he won this job, uh, you know, when it was all said and done when you're saying something as far as a coaching change then you have to be aware of a coaching cycle and then it's a hiring cycle where does UTEP salary fit among other mid-major coaches and who you know how does that narrow down your trim down your list of possible candidates who can come here uh, you know you also talk about the recruiting the lack of continuity side of it you really want just another three-year deal after you had a three-year deal with Rodney Terry uh, wouldn't you want at least just one more year to see what Joe Golding and his staff has. I mean, let him go into this offseason to make some changes if you're making this argument and go out and maybe make a assistant coaching changes or make changes to his roster and really bring in a difference maker. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that while some minor fans are saying this right now here on February 24th, what would they say if UTEP had a deep run in the Conference USA tournament? What would they say if UTEP ends up, you know, landing a big name recruit and having a lot of 
hype for next year's team. So, yeah, I think that even though a lot of fans right now are out on Golding, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be, I would just say be cautious, minor fans, Sal. And be cautious because you can't take these, uh, you know, these cycles right here for coaching for granted. And if uh, Joe Golding is going to stay as the, the head coach and if he ends up departing for whatever reason, I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. I don't think that's necessarily something that you should cheer about. I mean, that, you know, going back to back losing seasons, it seems like some fans just want to chime in when this team loses. And it seems like we hear uh, a lot from them only when UTEP loses. And it would basically be a whole other revamp of the feeling that you got in December right after football season. You're replacing two coaches uh, for your two main sports, uh, you know, in the same year, assuming, you know, the, the whole thing goes that way. But before I even give more thoughts, agent, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on 600 ESPN El Paso. Right back here on Minor Talk, Sal Montes along with Adrian Broaddus. Special guest Ronnie in the house as well. We also have Alberto in studio. It is a full force here on Minor Talk. And uh, just continuing the point there, um, it, it would be a whole new regime as well, a complete rebuild in that sense as well. You mentioned how when Rodney Terry left, some of the pieces were still there. And we saw the 21 uh, season that Golden had in his first year. But, oh, man, don't expect anything like that, assuming that there's a departure. Ronnie? Oh boy! <laughs> uh, it's, it, I, th- I just think it's too early to talk departure. Yeah, I think the center so has too. to have yeah. a tough conversation with Golden about making some changes. You know, starting with the staff first and foremost. Right. Um, but let, I, let I him finish that, the season too. Come yeah, on. I, I, I think a departure at this point would just be devastating for UTEP, and here's why: um, Who the heck are you gonna get that's gonna do better? Like, like, let's be honest. All of us on this call wanted Terry out. And Terry left on his own accord, and we all said, thank God, now we're getting Joe Golding, and we saw what? We were emotionally overreacting to his win at Texas, but that has not translated here at all, right? They go Fair and point. lose to Abilene Christian, who's 12 and 15, right, his old school. Think about this. Hooten leaves Sam Houston. Sam Houston is leading Conference USA. Mm. That, that, that's a sign of good coaching, right? Yeah, and a good program, I mean, continuity. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, they didn't miss a beat. They're like, okay, go 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 take the job. Next day, we wish you well, wish you nothing but the best. We're just going to go and still go win Conference USA without you. Yeah, it's a really good point. A uh, couple other tweets to get to. Let's go to Justin. This is from 1997 Brett. Coach Haskins has to be turning in his grave after that one. <laughs> Travis Allen Fortune. This is what it's like to be a UTEP fan. Hashtag minor talk, and it's a video of Walter White, and it's not a good video. Uh, Manny David. Uh This is from him. The only positive about this game, the throwback unis. Also can't believe that the Lobos fell to Air Force in the pit. Hashtag picks up. Hashtag go Lobos. Hashtag go Miners. Alberto, those jerseys were sick, huh? Yeah, they they were uh, really nice. I really, really enjoyed seeing them out there tonight. And it was just the jerseys. I really liked, you know, how the, the, the entire, you know, dance team and the cheerleaders, they really looked cool. They, I really like the colors, and it really makes me re- – or it makes me think. I was thinking this throughout the whole game. Maybe – and this is really overreacting. Talk about an overreaction. Maybe it's time, as we can see, minor fans like embracing history or a time that is no longer. Maybe it's time that this UTEP team or this UTEP 
athletics program take a look at it within itself and say maybe it's time for a little rebrand maybe we should uh change what what we look like and, and that includes changing your colors to the the retro colors trying to bring back some of that mojo and i really liked them and my biggest take yeah my biggest takeaway though from the jerseys is uh yeah they're really cool and unless you buy them on the online auction they're auctioning them all off i suggest you all go place your bid i've put in a two dollar bid uh for all of them <laughs> I, I expect to have them all and no i mean apart from that is uh, you'll never own one of these jerseys ever in your life because adidas doesn't make them utep doesn't sell them and uh yeah you'll never have it and i so love that, it that's what really that's my biggest takeaway is uh hope you like them because you'll never have them sal, sal uh i might have to make an auction uh bid over there right now at one point i saw like 172 for like uh derrick hamilton so no way. Uh, i'm not kidding i was uh, but that was yesterday on the auction it's probably well <laughs> up to over a thousand bucks right now so yeah um well who cares you know what i'll, I'll check it out right now i want to see the live auction i'm excited about that and uh you tell me it's a great um avenge they avenge those digi camo uh, jerseys that they wore the other day. It, it's crazy. We're at the point now where, yeah, I'll, you know, there's a lot of uh, backdoor cuts they're allowing. They're allowing too many offensive rebounds. But my main takeaway is they were able to overcome that bad look on Thursday night. <laughs> I'm all in, man. I'm all in on these. Oh, and, and the crazy part is is that um, Alberto said it best right now. They, these are exclusive to basically tonight really and to not be able to get your hands Aww. on them as a member of the public is it's a little bit heartbreaking okay guys i'm gonna give you the uh cheapest jersey that was sold today and i'll give you the most expensive jersey that they're all sold by the way so uh, oh, there it goes. too late too late guys <laughs> number two tay hardy nice. 580 dollars for his jersey so i said a thousand but uh yeah actually no i take it back Get this. Number 23, Otis Frazier, wow. $750. How about that? $750 there for that number 23 jersey. Is it number 23 because of, you know, it's MJ or LeBron jersey, I should say. You know, uh, that 2-3, iconic, and you get the nice jersey, Who's the Ronnie? greatest minor to ever wear 23? Can, can Sal figure that out? Ooh, mm. let, let me take a look. I I, got I don't know off the top of my head. Hey, the cheapest was fifty five two sixty three was what that one went for. Oh, come on, man! We couldn't have done a little bit better than that. Two sixty three. Who? Come on, man! UTEP wins tonight. Ronnie could have bid for that one right there. <laughs> come on, man! That's tough. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Chi Town Minor, unacceptable season. I'm usually a positive fan, but this is bad with such turnover in Conference USA. I think I read that one earlier. But I'll, I'll read it again. Clyde the Burro. Coach Joe Golding would get more respect from me if he just came out and said, We stink. Stop trying to sugarcoat it. We see everything you mentioned, Coach, but it's time to get nasty and find a way. No excuses. Uh, that's coming from Clyde the Burro. This is coming right now from Jeffrey Bernstein, or this is from Shannon, I should say. Once the opposing teams figured out that we can't play against the zone, it was over. Michael Cuviello, I don't think anything could happen like this team winning three straight in a neutral site game but yeah the conference should be won by any team uh the text truth um actually this is from richard J. okay doesn't make sense to keep golding after this year year four or five next year would be impossible to uh, recruit what kind of talent would invest in a coach with one year left on his contract and richard continues at the end of year three with a five-year deal you have to decide if extending a year or fire and there's no way Joe Golding deserves a contract extension, so firing must be done. 
Man, David Corral Jr., let's start a GoFundMe to buy out Golding. This team has become a mockery and embarrassment. UTEP fans deserve better than this. Wow. Uh, man, this is coming in from Aaron Peterson. Look like someone in the crowd. Oh, yeah, we already talked about this one right here. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we're getting some more posts coming in here. 600 ESPN El Paso. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and X. And then 600 ESPN El Paso on uh, our free mobile app. This is from Rod Munch. The coach and recruit and the co- the coach recruits and the coaches uh, and coaches the players. These are all his guys. This is from Felipe Candelaria Jr. The lineups are atrocious. Uh, This is from E. Garcia. Question. So is it the players or is it the coaching? This team did not get better as the season went on. Ronnie, how would you answer that? Is it the players or is it the coaching? Just a simple question from E. Garcia. It's a combination. And, And you know what today really showed me with the statue unveiling? It showed me two things. Look at those teams of the minors pass, and look at the size of those players, even the guards, man. Right? Look at what the guys, minors huh? are now. Mm-hmm. Those guys are now they got YMCA rec league size. And secondly, look how many minors spoke about Tim Floyd being the lead recruiter to go get him here. And how he's an integral to them. Yeah, integral who part. in the world would the minors currently say got them here? And who would they talk about as far as assistance? They need that guy. Exactly. Like, they need a guy. They got to have a guy that they feel is like the uncle away from home for a kid for the first time, whether he's coming here as a 22-year-old transfer portal kid or a 19-year-old. It's the first time away from home, period. And I think that would help with what some of the fans were saying with how would guys want to come play for a coach that only has one year. I think that's not really a, an issue for guys because if, if, a, if a player buys into a coach, like, like we're saying, I feel like no matter where that coach goes, if they really bought in, they'll follow him, yes. use, use a transfer, and, and they'll go. If, 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 if that coach believes in me, I'm going to follow him anywhere. And I think that's what the minors, like we've said, they need to address in the offseason. And, and if they don't, maybe that's when you start – Start taking guys' jobs, and, and and that's when you should start really asking for guys. Yeah, and, and that's when you have the conversation, right? Uh, Chris at ATYYY8. Adrian, post the video of Joe Golding and the fan. I, I don't have the video, and I tried to actually screen record it on my phone, Chris. Don't uh, don't think that I'm dodging this. Uh, I tried to record it on my phone. I couldn't get it done. So that's me. That's on me. But uh, I was not able to record this one right here. Maybe our pal Alberto can. But uh, Alberto, did you see this? You worked on the ESPN Plus broadcast. At the end, it seemed like Joe Golding was getting to a shouting match against a fan. Did you see any of this? Uh, I didn't see it. I was I was catching Chris Mudge. I was trying to right. get his you were like. Post- Behind Golding. Yeah, I was trying to get the post game with Chris Mudge, with the, the Sam Houston coach, but uh, I did hear about it and I kind of saw it on the replay a little bit. And uh, all I can say, and I'll say this: if you have ESPN Plus, you can go watch any of the games on demand, rewind, forward, you do everything you want, and get a, a good look. But the problem is, you don't really get the best look. You just see coach. Um, kind of respond, and, and what kind of made me feel better is when I heard that uh, coach didn't back down. He was, uh, you know, telling him, inviting him to the parking lot for a nice amicable talk. Wow! And, and he was just he he met that adversity, and what else can you do? You know, he met yeah, it, met, I, that's met, interesting. Met, met it like a man. So this is Luis Ramos who chimes in. Golding got into a shouting match with a fan behind the scores table. Motion for the fan to meet him in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javier Dominguez. We used to play Sam Houston uh, to lose to us in basketball. Now we're conference mates and getting swept. This is a new low in UTEP basketball career.
career or history. Uh, time to fire Golding and center. Man. Uh, just some ruthless ones right there. Uh, this is coming in from Sal Montes. You uh, give us the I notables so for 23. I, I did some digging, and, and I could only go as far back as 2006. Obviously, there's a lot of pictures that I could filter through, but I don't have that kind of time, so I just did some quick uh, roster searching. And going out to, uh, let's say, like, 02, maybe 03, the most notable number 23s that I could find other than uh, Otis Frazier, I'll reel them off. There have been a couple of others, but these are the ones that stood out. Deion Stroud. Okay. Nigel Hawkins. All right. Hooper Vint. Let's go. I love and one, it. And one of my favorite binders, a dirty work guy, Gabe McCauley. G there we go. from Memphis. So, Good stuff. Uh, those are the most notable ones I could find. Minor fans, the ones who are out there tonight to go see the statue that got to live those days. Hey, what player who wore number 23 set out to you? And I'm not asking as a trivia. I really don't know because I'm yeah. not from that winning basketball era. Yeah, give us those. That, that's great. No, no, no. We need those. Give us those for sure. That's good stuff, Sal. I appreciate it. Let's go to Pinky. He's joining us next on the phone lines. 915-505-6009. Pinky, good evening, man. What's happening? Hold on. Let me take you off a of speed. Okay. Hi, guys. Uh, real quick before I, I forget. I think Orson Artis wore 23, if I'm correct. Oh, okay. Good one. Okay. And awesome. Somebody else. I can't. They were hanging up on the, on the rooftop. One of the guys bought a Texas Western twenty three. Okay. <laughs> and we looked and I said I said, Isn't that Orson Artis' name? Then we looked up and looked, looked in the rafters, we saw his name. And somebody else, I can't remember who it is, somebody that his, his number got retired that's also a twenty three. This is um, I, I don't know why to, the same number, I guess it's uh, Nate Archibald, Billy Joe uh, uh Bobby Joe Hill uh situation where they didn't retire the numbers completely until Lately, hey, uh, you know what? Just to your point, my man, I'm looking at the 1966 national championship team. I'm trying, I'm trying to find uh, a 23 that year. I don't see one, but it doesn't mean that there's not one there. So I'm gonna do uh-huh. some digging. I'm gonna do some digging. Okay. Okay. I saw a picture. He's wearing one. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff, man. Okay, I can't remember who the other one is because it is hanging up in the rafters, but. Uh, my, my other thing that I, I just want to talk about is one statue is great. Uh, two, the good 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 program about statue. Good great seeing hearing the, the those guys that I I got to saw to see starting from 1964 I believe. So I saw Bobby Dagler play too. So that's just my input on all that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit older than all you guys, but I love it. <laughs> good stuff, uh, man. And also my last point here. Ronnie, you're the man. You 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 need to be on the air somewhere on the line. <laughs> you, and and uh, you know what? These guys don't have faces for radio, so I don't know what your face looks like. So that's all I got. I was talking to you today, Pinky. It's statue unveiling. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good stuff, Pinky. Hey, I appreciate your phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Getting a lot of love today uh, or tonight, Ronnie. I love it. Hey, I love I love uh, El Paso. My short time here, the, the fans are welcoming. You guys have been great and. Really, I, I believe that the minor uh, basketball has everything that they need to win. The coaches and stuff just got to put it together. But the fans are awesome, man. The support is there. Um, the tradition is obviously there. It speaks for itself. And this is a first-class city. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it, man. I uh, appreciate you being here. Let's keep it moving. Joe Chacon, he uh, chimes in. Steve Yellen said it best tonight. The offense has become anemic. The longer the season has gone, the worse the offense has become. He's right. There's no flow to the offense. Sporadic. Hot streaks followed by 
by massive cold streaks and it won't win games. The Miners can be successful, but we need two pure shooters. No hate on Powell, but he wasn't the man to do it. It's way too late in the year to figure that out. Uh, Time to shuffle the deck and see what's different in combinations and what Joe Golding could come up with over the last three games. And he might hit some gold or he might hit some clay. Who knows, but give it a shot. Hashtag Adrian is my brodus. Hashtag Sal is my pal. Hashtags are hard to come by tonight after this game. That's coming from Joe Chacon. Oh, man. What is he What is he up to right now? Good stuff there. Uh, as we continue here, 915-505-6009. Sal, I think fans are out. I think... Uh, you know, there was 5,010 fans tonight at the Haskins Center. You tell me, Alberto, is that right? Is that accurate in your opinion? I don't know, man. Uh, Maybe just under five. Yeah. Zay I, said I th- no way. Zay I was telling was, me he was like, there's no chance There's probably 5,000 tickets distributed, and we've had that of course, issue with I agree. Tip, uh, before. And uh, I'll say this. I also, my mom and my sister, my, my mom flew in tonight, and uh, she got let in in the second half, and I, 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 I don't know if she had a ticket. And uh, they also let, got in with their bags. So I don't know. They, they, there probably wasn't 5,000 people there. Uh, and although they kind of did look a little fuller because, you know, minor fans love embracing history. So, yeah, it's just the turnout. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's the turnout's not what you want it to be. And so I feel like that will really affect recruiting. Who wants to come play in front of only 5,000 people? And so that's what really has me worried. And also, just another tidbit about I, – I, I always hear this is uh, uh, the minors used to bring in and then insert here any team. <laughs> to beat them up, to beat them up back then, and it's really my answer to that is like, yeah, take a take a step back and, and realize that the the landscape of college basketball is kind of changing, and and these teams are not what they used to be. Yes, yeah, Sam Houston, we might have paid them in the past to come in here and take a whooping, but that's no longer the case. So. Don't and don't cherish those memories where Sam Houston was at because now they're using their wallet and other means to make themselves a, a formidable a opponent in the conference USA, the one that we that, the the conference that we're in. Yeah, would we like to be in the Mountain West or maybe in another conference? Yeah, we would like a lot of things, but right now we're in this conference and we need to beat these teams first. And to they're get not to the beating other one. them, and, and they're not. not. Yeah, and so that's something you need to take a hard look at yourself and realize. Don't blame the other teams. Blame yourself and, and see what you need to do to, to compete with them. And you know what, Sal? The unfortunate part about UTEP is the proximity, right? Because North Texas, they were accepted in the American Athletic. Same with uh, UTSA and Rice. Those teams weren't necessarily hanging banners left and right in Conference USA. But the difference is proximity and those athletic departments, they were set up for success. I mean, they were set up for, you know, they had a lot of success in terms of the money that they raised and the NIL well, that they raised and stuff well, like I'll, that. I'll stop you there a little bit on North Texas, man. JV on Hamlet, he was a beast. They were even You're able right. to, uh, to get come a win on. in the NCAA tournament. So yeah, come on. Proximity to Dallas, I understand that because it's Nanton, Texas. But if there was a team who made the jump from the a- from uh, what, CUSA to, uh, let's say, the hyphen league, because that's when they had the hyphen, <laughs> over to the American, that's one of the teams that definitely deserved it. They were up there with you. Maybe not Charlotte. Let me throw Charlotte oh, Charlotte's of, a good North one. Texas. Rice is hard hard to uh, to buy into as well but that's the Houston market you can't really pass that up so right. um UTEP really the the only member left out of that conference USA that I grew up on that you grew up on seeing the likes of East Carolina UCF Michael Jordan's son played at UCF and I remember when there the Miners go. played them you know Tulsa uh we'll be here for for hours talking about that but um Alberto said it right now teams have been changing over the course of history and it's not who you used to be these teams that we used to experiment with in college 
Hoops 2K8. It, it's flipped <laughs> around now. They're, they're the ones who's scheduling you at their place, or if you're in their conference, they're going to beat you whether at home or on the road. It's not the same anymore. Ronnie, your thoughts? Uh, I said this earlier in the season. Uh, Golding and staff have to stop scheduling these patsy games. They don't need to play Sul Ross, Western New Mexico. You don't need those games, okay? You don't need those games. Go on the road and go play some real competition. The Don Haskins, the Sun Bowl Invitational needs better teams from top to bottom. Because uh, one of your uh, followers tweeted something about an embarrassing loss at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Really? Dude, they're 17-10 and they're second in the Southland right behind McNeese. So that's actually not an embarrassing loss because what did they do? They came on the road in a hostile environment here, played UTEP, beat them, and they've used that to translate over into success. And Golding has to schedule much better. Stop scheduling to try to get those early six or seven wins to get us all on the hype train just to have us be let down in the conference season. Why don't you lose those six or seven early to some real key players? that then would translate to six or seven wins during the conference season. Yeah. I'd rather see you take that approach. Yeah, and I think uh, the excuse on their side is that schedule-making is real difficult for UTEP and just getting people to come into town. So that's where you wonder... Fire can, up jet and go play Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Is, is That's when you wonder, can this team be better when they're on the road and when they're going out away from the Don Haskins Center and just you know see what they've got. Just give it your best shot to try to go out and beat some of these teams, these top level opponents that you're trying to you know go after so i guess that's how i would look at it as well 915-505-6009 that's our telephone number we're starting to wind things down here on the program i can feel it here uh, i just think that the fan base is pretty out on this team right now as it stands and it's uh evident by what we're seeing so far by you know the the people on social media and twitter and x so there you go hey uh let's go over to the conference usa standing sal went over this earlier today in the post game show but I want to talk about just where UTEP stands they're tied for last place with Florida International at four and nine on the season in conference play and they play uh, two teams on the road next week and I don't know how UTEP is going to get a win on the road against Jacksonville State or against Liberty these two teams right here uh, they gave the Miners fits when they came into town into El Paso and it wasn't like the Miners had a lot of success so Sal I'm picking two L for the Miners on the road this week. I just don't have UTEP beating either Jacksonville State on Thursday nor Liberty on Saturday. Yeah, and what you've seen recently would make it hard to believe what could uh, what could change, you know, for them to win those games in Liberty. Right. Um, we can be honest, too. They're not standings-wise in Conference USA. They're not that much better than the Miners, but when they went up against each other, who was it that took control in that game? And then as far as Jacksonville State goes, they're just uh, uh, standing-wise one game or a half game better than than Liberty is. So there's not much separation between the two, but just going off of it, Miners in dead last place with Florida International, who they lost to on the road That's as right. well. So they crumbled. If, if tiebreaker is in full effect, the Miners are dead last in Conference USA. It's hard to see them go um, win two games. It's I, I'd be hard-pressed to see if they could win one. I want them to. I'll have them going one and two, but I'm not wow. going to be surprised if it's uh, if it's 0-3. Wow. Okay. Uh, I see them beating FIU to close out the Actually, year. let me stop. So, the win is against Florida International that I'm predicting. So, no, too. 0-2 on the road. 0-2 yeah. on the road. I've got them losing out on the road, but I do have them beating Florida International at home. Alberto, what about you? Yeah, that's that's the one that, that they're going to win. The only one, unfortunately. So they'll go they'll go two losses on the road. Come in here and get quote unquote ready for 
that conference tournament by okay. winning by beating FIU and and to the, the, let the chips fall where they may after that. I don't know who's going to go support. I heard on the radio John Teicher asking people to come out to Huntsville, Alabama to support your UTEP Miners. That's a tough ask. I don't know how they're doing that with a straight face. So, um, Well, yeah. you know, I mean, hey, look, this this is uh, the team right now is not leaning on the regular season. So if you're a UTEP optimist and you're a UTEP homer and love uh, UTEP basketball, you're going to go out to Huntsville, Alabama with a glass half full and think, hey, this is a winnable conference. There's a, t- there's a puncher's chance. Maybe UTEP has some sort of chance to go out there. There's not really much that the first place team has that the third place team doesn't have. And that's really what UTEP is playing for right now is seeding. Are they the seventh seed? Where New Mexico State's at right now at five and eight, can they win one more game to put them in that position and see the Aggies lose out? So UTEP could try to get that final spot. I don't know. I don't know how realistic that'll be, but that's definitely a storyline to watch as the season winds down here and as we continue. Um, I'll also say this as far as uh, the final three games go, Ronnie. I just uh, there is definitely uh, you know possibility that the Miners could win on the road against maybe a Jacksonville State. But I just don't see it happening knowing how the Miners have played as of late four in a row. And we could be talking about them uh, losing six in a row before they get their first uh, opportunity at a win against Florida International at home in that last game. What do you think happens for the last three games? Listen, if they lose six in a row, they're losing seven in a row. I hate to tell you guys, you lose that many and you got a team on your home court. I don't care how bad the other team is. It's zero zero, man, and you got no confidence. It's the last game of the season. But it's senior night. You you think, hey, there's something to play for, maybe? Um, no? Dude, we're at the end of the season. The, 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 the games to start playing for, <laughs> we're in October, November, December, January. Why would these kids all of a sudden want to do something that they haven't done? You, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm going to say they have to get a win on the road because if they don't, I'm telling you, man, coming back on six straight game losing streak, that would be, what, seven out of eight at that point? Yep. You might as well add FIU to that as well. That's that's a loss. And this was a game to play for as well. Exactly. You know, so Good it's, point. It's hard to, Good point. It's hard to believe any faith. anything other than what's right in front of you. Hey, uh, the Conference USA home win percentage continues to be a thing, although the number has dipped a little bit. Uh, home teams are now 43, and I think it now is uh, 15 instead of where it was before. So because UTEP and because New Mexico State lose tonight uh, at home, by the way, the, the teams from the border swept this week uh, at home. How about that? I mean, this league has shown so much as far as the home teams winning games, yet this time around, the home teams fall for both UTEP and New Mexico State against both LaTeX and Sam and, Houston State. And guess what, too, Adrian? Tonight, four Conference USA games, three out of those four teams win on the road. You just nice. mentioned the uh, visitors okay. to the borderland. Who's that other team? That's Jacksonville State. Who do the Miners have next? Oh. Jacksonville State. So a team that's playing with some momentum, too. Oh, that's real interesting there. And, hey, they beat out a uh, FIU team, Ronnie, that you liked how they've been playing as of late. Yeah, I thought that uh, Jeremy's trying to light a fire under those kids because he's probably on his way out the door, too. Which they beat what, uh, Liberty. Yeah, which is what would make that game so much more interesting if the Miners should go on the road and lose two more. I just think that, oh, boy, who, who do you like Sal said, who do you trust lately, you know? Yeah, it's exactly right. Uh, Miners, losers of five of their last six uh, as we continue. Uh, 505-6009 as we start to wind things down here on the program. Uh, this is coming in from... Uh, 
Uh, Pinky, my wife is hot tonight at the end of the mountain gods. Hashtag woohoo. Good stuff. Hey, uh, make sure you save some of that winning for us here, Pinky. Come on, man. Uh, send some of that luck our way and send some of that luck to UTEP Miner's way. Come on, man. Uh, don't be selfish there. Or tell your wife not to be as selfish there. Come on. Uh, hey, I appreciate you chiming in there, Pinky. Thanks for saying hi to us and uh, joining us here as we continue. 915-505-6009. Making sure we're not missing anybody else. I think that's pretty much it as we're winding things down. We just previewed what's ahead. Let's go out and let's give our final awards. Then we'll wrap things up with Ronnie and then we'll put a bow on this one and wrap it up here as we continue tonight our hot hand of the game this is presented by wind supply el paso hey it's still chilly in the mornings and in the evenings in el paso if you're looking for a new furnace check out the champion furnaces from wind supply el paso you could visit the find a dealer tab at wind supply el paso.com that's the find a dealer tab at wind supply el paso.com we're going to give it to david terrell jr in this matchup he was the the only player from the miners who had a plus in terms terms of efficiency he was plus five today or plus four today uh he had two steals he had two uh he he was two for eight from the field six points overall two rebounds and assist in this matchup in 20 minutes of action david terrell jr doing it on the defensive side and we'll give him the hot hand of the game for the player of the game this is presented by timothy cantrell hey if you're looking to buy or sell your home here in el paso look no further than timothy cantrell hey he is a trusted real estate agent with a ton of experience and so if you're looking to buy or sell your home give them a call 915-204-8441 that's 915-204-8441 for timothy cantrell uh here on minor talk our player of the game will be otis frazier the third 14 points four for eight from the field three rebounds and one only one turnover in 30 minutes of action otis frazier the third give him a lot of credit for how he played tonight and definitely helped the miners in this game uh, Sam Houston defeats UTEP 65-54. Guys, we're winding things up. Alberto, I'll swing it to you. Final thoughts tonight as we wind it up. Man, I mean, the Miners do a lot of good things on defense, and, and that's really cool and really fun to watch. But the, the, the most important part of basketball, which is scoring the ball, scoring points, that's where they, they really fail, and it's not, not – a great product to watch and that's why the minor fans haven't been out there so a lot of things need to change in this offseason and and I'm not saying that the head coach needs to change I'm just saying there needs to be adjustments made overall and and, and honest conversations need to be had with between like athletics and, and within the organization and 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 people need to look within themselves to, to think what they bring to the program and how they're helping the program and things need to change a little bit uh I'll, let's go to you Sal what do you think I think for uh, for these next couple of games, uh, what you got to try to do is correct the mistakes that you're making in the uh, in the under eight timeout when it comes to the second half. They're, they're they have a puncher's Man, chance. Man, that's like their weakness. That, the I don't know how they turn that have around. A puncher's chance. Unfortunately, against anybody they're playing, even teams that they should be blowing out. But right. um, you know, they're going to be in it. It's just at that point, are you going to go on a drought like you did tonight and many other nights? Um, are you going to be able to answer when your opponent gets a bucket or a solid defensive possession? Can you 
you stop back-to-back buckets uh, from the opponent. And I, I think last game, um, on the game on Thursday, they were able to get an and one and kind of buy some time. But tonight, it was none of that. And, and Sam Houston able to make their free throws at a respectable rate, too. They did what they needed to do when those opportunities presented themselves. And the Miners just giving up way too many gimmies at the cup. And that's hurting this team um, just as much as not being able to be efficient in a half-court offense or get fast-break points. So uh, there's a lot going on, but if they tweak some things, this team could be a lot better. However, I mean, hey, the other team can make, make adjustments too, so Good maybe point. it's wishful thinking. Yeah, and some of the guys who have been hot can also start you know, tailing off yeah, a little exactly. bit, which is exactly what happened. And Tay Hardy with three points tonight, that's where you start to scratch your head. Same with Corey Camper Jr., but uh, with seven. And that's just how we're going to start to wind things up. But before we wind it completely up, we've got to give the final words to Ronnie. Ronnie, you made the trip out to El Paso. You joined us. You spent the entire day uh, you know, talking to UTEP fans and being out there for UTEP basketball, joined us at the district. Uh, you give the final words to the city of El Paso. What uh, What do you want to say here? El Paso, uh, I really enjoyed myself. Thank you for welcoming me. Uh, Pinky, Leon, George, the callers. Uh, Hunter, I'm disappointed that I didn't hear from you. Um, <laughs> Adrian, thank you for your hospitality. Sal, thank you for your welcome, welcoming arms. Alberto, uh, I will definitely be back for football. Let's uh, do it. I enjoyed myself, and uh, I'd like to uh, you know, thank you guys so much. This is a great fan base, man. I can't overstate that enough. The, the, the tradition is here. The fans are here just need the uh, players and coaches to do their part but Al Paso you are number one in my heart that's awesome man good stuff Ronnie appreciate you stopping by appreciate you Salmontes appreciate you Alberto Rata I'm Adrian Bradis. we are winding it up saying so long thanks for listening to Minor Talk right here on 600 ESPN El Paso